Do 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 How you doing? Yeah, doing all right. It's good to see Fatty back. Yeah, seen a little more of him than I'd like. <laughs> I did, has anybody? Uh, maybe we should wait to ask him why he shaved his beard until he can get on the podcast. Mm, maybe. Unless that's too too long of a wait. Uh, I kind of I feel mean, like he might have it back by then. Could could he? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know how fast these hair grows. He sure could. He sure could be done by then. That, dang, that'd be dead impressive. That is a good-looking beard he had. Mm. All right. Well, enough fatty, as nice as it was to see him back again, back in the saddle again. We just need uh, Jordan back, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. The guy who's been AWOL for more than a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it more than a month now? It is more than a month. I was looking. Mm. I searched for his name on his server, and it's like he hasn't posted it in since like september 17th or something holy smokes okay that's official then more than a month all right well uh best of luck to you jordan wherever you are we love you and we miss you and uh we'll be here when you get back if you were taken hostage they haven't posted a ransom notice so we can't pay it because we don't know what it is but yeah like if you somehow get a hold of this podcast before you get released like tell your kidnappers that nobody knows what the ransom is and they screwed that part up nobody knows what the demands are we we would meet them any demands are good enough to get jordan back but yeah if we don't know what they are then there's nothing we can do yeah exactly i mean i personally would chip in five maybe ten dollars ten dollars the exchange rate and paypal transfer fees that's like six dollars ten dollars and i'll throw in a free boomerang oh my gosh a legitimate australian boomerang <laughs> all right fair enough speaking of australian souvenirs remember how i told mm-hmm. you a couple of my coworkers went down to sydney to do some stuff in our data center down there uh-huh yeah well it's not our data center we're renting space in a larger data center but we've got stuff down there anyway one of my coworkers was at my desk we were talking about a problem we were both seeing and as i'm sitting there third coworker comes up who was one of the people that went to sydney mm. and he comes up and he hands coworker who was already at my desk a kangaroo ball sack and uh <laughs> like that's what it is like not mistaking unmistakably a kangaroo ball sack like clearly something from a gift shop right i guess that's a thing down there can you confirm or deny that's a thing down there uh you could probably find a kangaroo ball sack <laughs> somewhere yeah <laughs> i mean have you been to an airport gift shop recently i guess that's what i'm asking uh, no oh is this new to you do you not know this is the no. thing <laughs> I mean, look, it's one of those things that it's not surprising, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. I was not surprised at all. But personally, I've never seen one, right? Okay, so there's a place called, like, Parkley Market, and you can find really tacky stuff. Cheap boomerangs, cheap didgeridoos, and, like, Australia tour, like, I heart Australia tourism crap, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's, like, his, what do you call it, a beer koozie or something yeah 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 it's like one of those but it's just got a pair of boobs on it or like a hot chick or something a kangaroo ball sack is what i imagine i would find in there if i went to have a look agreed i imagine you'd find that very quickly if you just had a glance about yeah uh but yeah something along those lines just very australian in that way i can't think of another country that would go with a kangaroo ball sack in the gift shop Mm. you mean i can't go to america and get an eagle's ball sack nope can't do it mostly because well Eagles, bald eagles are endangered, so I think killing them and selling their parts is illegal, but... Okay, when you say he handed him a kangaroo full sack... <laughs> I like how it took this long to get there. Mm-hmm, yes. It wasn't like he walked up to a kangaroo and they just, like, cut him off and was like, here you go. No, we got it from a gift shop and... Right, okay, did the gift shop just, like, desecrate a kangaroo and handed him bloody decaying necrotic lump of flesh it's literal it's okay i forgot to mention the part where it's a bottle opener and i just sent you a link to exactly what it is in chat okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a bottle opener co-worker who gave the fake. gift gleefully exclaimed oh absolutely but you can you can tell what it's supposed to be yeah 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 so those, i mean those look like any mammals balls. <laughs> sure but come on you know what it is <laughs> i like how it says genuine australian souvenir <laughs> <laughs> Because there are fake souvenirs out there, I guess. I don't know. Like, how does that even work? Uh, I think what it means is it genuinely came from Australia. It's not like I bought a I Heart New York t-shirt from, like, the shops in Australia. Like, I got one from New York. Is it? Maybe. Here's another one that legitimately says it was harvested and processed in accordance with rules and regulations. Like, there's a license number. That one seems legit. That one might be legit. Yeah. Australian made. Is that triangle icon something you see a lot? Yes. That is the, like, made in Australia icon. Okay. Seal of approval guarantee. 
Which I'll note, the other one does not have. Correct. It does not. It's not even pretending to be legit. It knows what it is, and it knows you know what it is, and that's cool enough. What other stuff is made in Australia? Like, what do you guys produce? Beer? Yeah, there's some beers made in Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, Australian industry is not my forte. Oh, right. You didn't have to learn about what great things Australia makes in fourth grade? <laughs> no. I'm going to search Australian exports real quick. Uh, it'd probably be like beef, milk, uh, disappointments. <laughs> Australian football players? Mm, yeah, maybe. Although I hear we have Usain Bolt <gasps> on a like a soccer team or something now. You, you do. You do, you do, you do. Yeah. Oh, oh I was going to talk about this. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to bring it up. I listened to it on one of the Katie Nolan podcasts a couple weeks ago, and then I totally forgot about it, but I was going to bring it up. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So he is in the A-League, which I'm not entirely sure what that is for Australian soccer. Not a clue. You're not a, you're not a, fo- you're not a footballer. But as far as I can tell... Uh, Usain Bolt showed up and was like, hey, I want to play soccer with you guys. And they were like, um, you're a sprinter? You're a really good sprinter. But there's more to more to football than just sprinting about. And they said, okay, we will put you on a contract where you can train with us. We're not going to give you playing time. You can show up to our practices and do strength training and whatever else, and it's cool. And then if mm. we feel like it, we'll put you into a game, maybe. Wow. And so after a few weeks, they did, and he scored a couple of goals in one game. And they were like, oh, all right. Fair enough. Hmm. So they offered him, looks like according to this article, which I will link to you to here, they offered him kind of a smaller deal, about $150,000. And so he's not interested in that amount of money. And so they're negotiating. But yeah, reportedly, okay. Bolt wanted $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> Which, a discrepancy. They're a little, little far apart on the negotiations there, yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Sane Bolt, footballer, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like to see this. I like to see this. I like to see it more. There are a couple American sports stars who did cross sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Jackson, most famously, was probably the best running back league in the NFL and also started left field for the Kansas City Royals in baseball at the same time. The one I think of is uh, Michael Jordan in baseballs. Yes, technically, yes, but he only ever got AAA, never made it to the majors. So. It was fun. It's like this, though. It's like Usain Bolt being a world-class sprinter and then going to the minor, minor leagues in in football. Mm, Um, But the Bo Jackson one was legitimately like the top of the world in American football and the top of the world in baseball at the same time, which is just like, what? And then what else did he play? Uh, did he play? He wasn't a basketball player. Those skills don't usually translate all that much. Or MC going to League of Legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah he, became a, he became a coach, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. That's usually what they do, isn't it? The big, big names yeah. don't actually go play League of Legends because it's, it's boring once you've played StarCraft. <laughs> right? A little bit? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a different kind of fun. Okay, yeah. I'm actually... Okay, so I'm a little disappointed with the Switch, right? Because I bought Breath of the Wild and I'm like really, really bored out of my mind every time I go to play that. What? I started looking. At, yeah, I don't like it. Zelda's. I've. It's the first Zelda game I've played, and it's not impressive. <gasps> Holy crap! We need to put that one on a billboard. Somicron thinks Breath <laughs> of the Wild is not impressive. You'll get people like throwing rocks through your window after that. Mm, yeah, and so that made me think: How in the world do people? afford to play games on the switch because everything's so expensive i walked into a physical store because i'm like i only have two gigabytes left of internal storage left because apparently it's got like no internal memory after breath of the wild correct and even like the cheapest game i could see was still 50 dollars, and it was like la noir but isn't that just a function of video games are absurdly expensive in australia because of reasons y- yes well like how much is a uh, super smash brothers ultimate can you pre-order that right now uh yeah actually hold on let me go get my switch so sure. i can like look through the store on that okay someone's gone we can talk bad stuff about him this one time in kindergarten someone was supposed to read in front of the class stop i got so embarrassed he peed his pants okay so i actually had to go far enough that my headphones disconnected and i only caught pee your pants as i reconnected <laughs> so it's gonna be a surprise <laughs> i look forward to it good excellent yeah so i okay so the the point of my story was i started looking on the store for what's free and i found what basically looks like a league of legends clone and it's surprisingly fun. It's a League of Legends clone. What's it called? Arena of Valor. Never heard of it. Sounds incredible. But it's very much a free-to-play and then they microtransaction you if you want to do a lot of things? Yes. Okay. Man, this is League of Legends clone. Holy crap. How is this like a thing? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But even Darkest Dungeon is $32. It's like, I think I paid 
10 bucks for that on like 15 bucks for that on steam so there's got to be some crazy terrible agreement for nintendo and australia that makes this the case because nintendo games aren't any more expensive than other stuff in america mm. but okay so i played xbox for like years i was an xbox gamer yeah. For, like well before i had a pc i have 300 games on that and i don't think like anything other than like the triple a games that i bought were too expensive that i couldn't afford a gaming habit sure. right but i'm looking at these and i'm like i wouldn't pay 30 bucks for the binding of isaac and it's 50 percent off it's, it's normally 60 holy it's, crap it's half off and that's, that's a really old game and it's you know it's a good game don't get me wrong it's good Yes. But it's not $30 still. Right, right. No, definitely not. Well, okay, and again, I'm just looking at prices here on the Nintendo website for the US, and I don't know, FIFA 19, $60, triple A price there. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, $60. Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, 30 bucks. I mean, it seems like it's in line with everything else that we see on other platforms here. So something's going on with your pricing for Nintendo stuff in Australia. I don't know. Maybe I'm just expecting games to be cheaper because it's a handheld platform. I'm used to it being like the Google Play Store where things are maybe a little cheaper. Like I'm not going to pay $30 for a word search game. Right. Things that will not happen. <laughs> yeah, I have no answers for you other than, geez, Australian gamers have it hard. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Like, I was looking. Actually, I found the highest priced game that I could which is uh, Payday 2 in EB Games at the moment. It was $100. What? Payday? Payday 2, Payday yeah. Two. I can get it from Walmart for 12 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also looking at the store. Attack on Titan 2, the deluxe edition, right? It is $150. Does it come with a suit? <laughs> it comes with uh, additional costumes for Mikasa, Levy, Armin... Aaron, Jean, Connie, Krista, Sasha, Reina, Berthold? I don't know that character. More more characters for more more costumes for the characters. Uh, a detective suit. Wow. Shrine Maiden suit. Wow. I really want to see Annie in her pop star outfit. I'm gonna pay five dollars <laughs> for that. No. Well maybe if no one's looking. Yeah, so okay. The, the game itself is hundred and five. Or I could twenty of pieces of DLC for forty five dollars or five dollars twenty five each. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is just making me sad. We need to fix mm-hmm. this somehow. Yep. We need to get you elected to like Australian office. <clears throat> and then you can develop good relationships with Nintendo and be like, guys, 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 guys. You get me elected into an Australian office, I won't be able to serve the full term. But what? Why? Because uh, no Australian Prime Minister in the last, like, ten years has served their full term if elected. They've always been ousted by someone else in their party and then called, Whoa. like, a snap election. From their own party? Yeah, that can happen. I honestly kind of like that. Um, Kind of, but they put out some metric that said if you're under, the, like, the age of 27 or something, like, you've never, like, voted for someone and have them serve their full term. That's, I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you're not getting who you voted for. Yeah, that's true. I just, I'm saying that because in America, it takes a lot for someone's own party to turn against them. Mm. So, dang, that, hap- that happens every single time with Australian prime ministers. It's like, there is no party loyalty at all, which I guess, I don't know, can be seen as a good thing or a bad thing, depending on, mm. I guess, how, how it actually happens. Yeah, the current prime minister is a guy called Scott Morrison, a person I've literally never heard of. Yes. And all I see is like some headlines where it's like, uh, Scott Morrison thinks Trump's doing a good job and wants to move the Australian, uh, Israeli embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It's like, wow, that was like two years ago, but yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gets, he gets in. I don't know who he is and he's doing stuff. I don't know. I don't, what's the context? Do I have to, like, I have nothing to follow with. Yeah. Why do, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Why is this guy doing it? I don't know. Nobody elected him. Correct. Nobody did. I mean, um, so I, the longer I'm alive on this planet, the more I start to think it really doesn't matter who the presidents of most countries are Mm. or prime ministers of most countries are. Like, unless they legitimately can start a war with another country by themselves, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, can they really affect my day-to-day life? I don't really think they can. Interesting. I mean, 
I think the system's pretty similar, right? The prime minister doesn't have very much straight up executive power or they can do something by themselves without approval from anybody else, right? Uh, probably not. Yeah, and same thing with the president. There's very limited executive power there. The way it was set up is they can basically, uh, if a bill comes to them from Congress, they can veto it, mm -hmm. but they aren't really supposed to be able to propose their own laws or make anything happen of their own accord. They're just there as a veto, period. And then they're supposed to play nice with other, you know, presidents and ambassadors and talk about things. Right. Uh, that power has been gradually expanding under the United States president office for the last, oh, I don't know, 50 or 60 years to the point mm. where presidents can kind of authorize troop movements as long as they don't get too big and ruffle too many feathers. Right. Uh, that's really what, I mean, officially Congress has to declare war, which American Congress hasn't done since the first desert storm i want to say back hmm. in like 1990 okay uh but there have been a whole bunch every single military action you've heard the u.s undertake since then has been effectively a military action and not a declaration of war right because the president can do that without congressional approval it's really kind of worrisome mm. yeah and it's real. And the other stupid thing, real quick, is that every time this happens, the president's in office. The other party goes, "There's too much power in the president's office. We have to pull back." And then right. the next election happens, and their guy gets in. They're like, nah, "No, you it's know what? Fine. It's fine. Let's expand it." <laughs> yes, exactly. And now the other side's like, "No, there's too much power in the presidency. We have to scale back." <laughs> they just take turns screaming about it. It's so stupid. Okay, so when. The party, like, switches, right? Because you guys have basically just two parties that we do. really kind of matter. Yep. When they switch, how long before they can just start saying, we just want to undo what the last guy did? Oh, day one. Day one. And, then, like, they can just start doing that, being like, sure, people voted for it at the time, but now they just don't want it because we're in now. Yeah. it's they can, they... Just, they can just do that. Yep, they'll use the term mandate. Uh, the results of this election clearly means we have a mandate from the people to change things to the way we want them to be. Everything the previous guy did was wrong. Hmm. Yep, that's okay. pretty much how it goes. Fair and especially, enough. I mean, and it's been the case for a while, but Trump has really, really worked hard at doing that. I mean, he was very clear about reversing everything that President Obama did while in office on all of his goals. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You can't do anything about it. It's so, so hard to remove a president from office. It's so difficult, intentionally so. Right. And in this case, you know, if the, if the Republican Party, who is officially the, uh, the party of Trump, got together and were like, all right, this guy needs to go, they could do it. Mm. But like I mentioned previously, there's just so much party loyalty that I just don't see it ever happening. Like, unless Trump is legitimately like, legitimately somehow some way a danger to himself and everybody else like if he was legitimately ordering nuclear strikes on other countries for no reason right. i think that's the kind of thing it would take before the republicans would be like all right he needs to go so what about things like pulling out of the nuclear deal with russia no not enough well i mean because i i want your opinion not if, if it's enough because oh. in, in a way the agree like he says that the russians want abiding by the agreement anyway right uh -huh. but officially yeah. pulling it out pulling out of it would that give them you know just leeway to expand their nuclear deal or not not their nuclear deal but the nuclear program which could lead further down that road of nuclear warfare if you have another superpower increasing their nukes like I their mean, nuclear program the way i've looked at this ever since i heard about this fact uh is as follows there have been enough nukes to nuke every single square inch of the earth like 60 times over mm -hmm. um, yep. since like 1960 or 70 something. Mm -hmm. And at no point it was there not enough nukes to nuke the earth several times over, mm -hmm. even with the nuclear scale down. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I look at these agreements of like, all right, we're going to reduce our nukes by 40%. Do you still have enough nukes to kill everybody on earth eight times over? Yes. But good for you. Like, way to reduce your nukes <laughs> to below 70 times over. It's only 63 now. $10 for you guys. Uh, so I don't okay. care. Like, until we can get it scaled down to the point where we can't kill every man, woman, and child on Earth with nukes instantly seven times over. Like, let's... I don't know. Does it matter? Um, okay. So having a nuclear program and scaling back your nuclear stockpile are two different things. Right? Yes. If the nuclear program says we want to reduce our stockpile and so the media or whoever like the government says we're reducing our stockpile 
to the point where we have no nukes on Earth, that might sound like a good thing. But if the nuclear program is also saying, well, that's because we're putting them in orbit, sucker. <laughs> that's kind of an issue. Yes. Yes, it is. Or the nuclear program expands like rapidly. Nobody knows about it. And suddenly they turn around and say, okay, we've only got two nukes, but yes, we can still cover the entire Earth. And it turns out they just need one for each side, one for yeah. each hemisphere. Put uh -huh. it at the pole. Correct. Right? Yep. The research and development is still, should still be a worry and a concern. Mm. J just because at the moment they're completely ineffective as deterrents, right? That doesn't mean they're not ineffective as just bombs. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, and I guess, hmm, especially in the case in the United States, where as near as anybody can really practically tell, the U.S. president doesn't need authority from anybody else to launch a nuke. Really? Mm -hmm. There is no like second level of security. There's no Congress also has to agree and vote on it. It's legitimately the president has a guy with him at all times who has the nuclear codes. And at any time he can be like, launch a nuke here. Here's mm. the code. Send it in. Done. And so pulling out of nuclear deals that limit the U.S.'s nuclear options, right? Even if Russia was abiding by them, he says otherwise, even if they weren't, that now frees him up to try and increase spending there and improve their one. Because I, I remember seeing some clips from his rallies that he wants to revamp their nuclear system. Yeah, their maybe. nuclear production, I right? just... And so he doesn't need anyone else. He can just be like, let's get better nukes. And, oh, I'm the only one with the keys. Hmm. Yeah, that's another problem is the budget. So officially, the U.S. national budget has to be passed by Congress. Mm -hmm. uh, but they don't ever actually look at it is the problem. <laughs> They'll agree with pretty much anything that comes in front of them. Because it's really complicated, and if you start rejecting stuff, then the next time your party's in power, then they'll reject stuff, and anyway. Mm. So, so, yeah. They kind of so, have, like, an informal agreement to, if you guys just agree with it for us, we'll just agree with it for you. Yes, very informal, very unspoken. Nobody's ever going to say that what's going on, but that's what's going on. So, yeah, the president has a, a board, and these people are over different areas of the government. And, yeah, one of those is nuclear research. And, sure, he could put more money into it. I just, I don't know. I don't really don't see the difference between, hey, this one nuke can destroy half the hemisphere versus, hey, these 367 nukes can all be launched simultaneously, are impossible to stop and impossible to find, and they will cover the earth uh, in six minutes flat, right? I don't see the functional difference, really. I mean, functionally, I don't think there is a difference. Okay. But in the, the way it's perceived, there's a difference. If I told you I have 12,000 nukes or I have one... Which one are you more worried about? I mean, the 12,000 nukes. Exactly. Bigger numbers are scarier. Yeah. Bigger numbers are scarier. I mean, the interesting thing is, uh, so I'm, I'm going to get history wrong in a very real way in a minute, which is I vaguely remember seeing a piece about all the nukes that the countries are missing. They had nukes oh. and now they just don't know where they are. There's about yeah. 13 in the world that they just don't know. Sure. Yeah. And it's like Russia lost a couple, America lost a couple, I think France lost one somewhere. <laughs> I mean, America even went so far as to drop one on their own country. <laughs> mm-hmm. On accident. It didn't actually on, on explode. Ac it was just North Carolina. Yeah, no one needs <laughs> You've got a south one. It's a spare. We have a spare, exactly. Man, you think like an American. <laughs> you guys even left one sitting on a runway in a military base because it was accidentally loaded as cargo, but they didn't know what to do with it. So they left it on a runway for two days. Yep. I, accidents happen. They sure do. On a tangential note, uh, I actually read a Jack Reacher book last week that was based on this very concept that oh, really? uh, during the Cold like this is the idea. This isn't historically accurate at all, but the concept that during the Cold War, there was the worry that the Russians would invade Europe. And mm. so the U.S. had stationed these troops at specific locations um, in certain parts of Europe that were you can blow out this bridge and really slow down the uh, advance of the mm. Russian forces. Okay. Uh, and but to do that you needed a really really big bomb and to do that you couldn't really walk one in there and so apparently there was the secret nuclear lab facilities that was able to pack the force of the bomb that hit Hiroshima into a 50 pound backpack size device <laughs> so the concept was you would paratroop these guys in they would strap this to a bridge and then run like hell and then get caught in the right. resulting explosion because you're not running out of the range of that thing. <laughs> but, I mean, it depends on the time, but sure. Uh, 15 minutes is what it was. Oh, okay. 
Yep. No, un- unless you have a reverse parachute that can get you back up to a plane, you're not outrunning that. No. No, you're not. No. Nope. So the idea was that they had 10 crates of these and then one of them got misplaced and just like left out in the forest somewhere in uh, Germany. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And so this guy heard the stories about it from his uncle who was part of this force and he got into the military, really wanted to get stationed in Germany so he could look for this thing and he finds it and intends to sell it to terrorists for like $500 million. Okay. Anyway, it's good. Jack Reacher books, I really enjoy them. Yeah, but, it, you know, as with all good fiction, there's a kernel of truth in that, yeah, there are misplaced nukes mm. in the world. And the fact that uh, none of them have gone off even accidentally is kind of a miracle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so nukes, are, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole of things that should terrify you in the night, uh, nukes aren't even, like strictly on like okay russian and american nukes aren't strictly on the like my number one list of things that frighten me number like right near the top is uh north korea increasing their ballistic missile programs because not because they might fire a nuke at someone it's that that old decommissioned ussr missile tracking stations that nobody knows where they are how much power they've got left might detect a launch from north korea and that might trigger automatic response firing. Which then triggers other automatic response firing. And then you have World War One with nukes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have perceived firing from Russia or America and then return fire. That's actually a concern. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, that yeah. said, there are definitely stories in American history of, and Russian history as well, of somebody mm. like somebody's sensor array, radar array is faulty. There's a very particular story here where the Russians legitimately thought the U.S. had launched nukes at them. Yeah. And the order was given to return fire, and the guy was like, mm, no. Like, let's oh, hold off on this a little bit. That that was, um, XKCD did a comic about them the other day. Oh, recently? Yeah. No. no. Yep, here it is, 24 days ago. What? I have I it. missed it? Okay. <laughs> oh. Life Petrov Day. That's fantastic. We really should have a day for that guy. We really should, yeah. Like a worldwide international holiday because it was him standing between the human race and annihilation. And he yeah. held. Yep. Other times too, U.S. submarine commanders have seen warnings that the Russians had launched nukes and were given mm-hmm. orders to fire. And they're like, ah, no. <laughs> like, let's, let's make sure. Uh, how about we do that before we end the world? And do, the world is uh, not ended. Do, like, U.S.? A submarine like do the people like on board get court-martialed for insubordination or anything like when that happens or do they get hailed as a hero oh <laughs> well, they get qu- they got quietly hailed as heroes because obviously okay. russia had not launched nukes and if we had launched nukes and started world war three and everybody died we would have looked real bad mm. yeah yes so mm-hmm. i mean and i think in a real situation where there really has, you know, a nuclear war started with Russia and somebody refused to return fire. Like, that's probably court-martial. But again, everyone's dead from nuclear holocaust. <laughs> so good luck with that trial. That's kind of the interesting thing, I think, about nuclear bunkers. It's like, okay, you get the president into the bunker and he lives. Great. What What's he going to do in a wasteland? Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's alive. Congratulations. <laughs> There are some pretty good fictional environments like that. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific one that I've read, but this feels kind of tropey to me where it's like post-apocalyptic United States. The president's around. but Nobody really cares because what power does he have anymore? You mm. know? Yeah. So that's my hope. That's my hope, right? Is that somebody detects like a faulty, faulty launch detection out of North Korea, but the rest of the world's like, you know what? Let's hold off a minute before we return fire. Mm. I have breaking news. Blank mm. is no longer set to away. He's actually here. Yeah, yeah. He's been online from time to time. I've never seen that. I, 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 maybe I've just missed it. How often are you looking at the Cerebrates list? Never. Okay, fair enough. He's online from time to time. You can uh, tag him and he won't respond. Okay. It's it's the best. It, I I am so happy with my decision to mod Blank. It brings me joy every day. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's pretty funny. It is. and you know, If nothing just... else, people think that there's always a mod online. Yeah. He is always there. That is true. <laughs> oh, the Discord. If you're not on the Discord, you should come join the Discord. I know it gets really meme I know there's a lot of kids there, but we have a good time. Mm. Just don't well, move spam. we were spam. having a good time. You are still having a good time. And then someone started deleting all my posts. Yeah. 
So yeah, he, I heard his fifis or something. No, no, didn't hurt my feelings. I hate puns. They are the lowest form Oof. of humor. No, they're not the lowest form of humor. Pun chains on Reddit are the worst part of Reddit. <laughs> um, have you been to every part of Reddit? Yes, I have. I don't use the collapse <laughs> function on comments at all on Reddit, except for when those stupid pun chains start, because they will go forever and they add nothing to the discussion, and everyone is just so circle jerky it drives me insane so i created a new room called shameful puns that people can go in and pun with each other all day long and not bother everybody else it's great could you at least not call it shameful puns <laughs> do you want to call it what what just puns <sighs> but they're shameful Caden explained it very well he said yeah. somebody wants somebody earlier today he said somebody once told me Caden, you need to get to know people and then once they get to know you and your friends then you unleash the puns on them because if you lead with the puns, you will not make any friends. <laughs> that's not true. You well, like that's... Fed puns with friends who like puns. It worked here. Caden held off with the puns for a while. I like him a lot. And then he started unleashing the puns. And I was like, what is happening? But I still I like him. And I didn't kick him from the server. I think that's the same thing with this podcast. What? Like, I, I didn't lead with the puns. Correct. See? It's a viable strategy. <laughs> If, like, if you'd approached me about doing a podcast and just put loads of puns about it in the email or whatever about it, I would have been like, nope. Do you want to do a podcast? I have all the qualifications because I'm Australian. I have the qualifications. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That would have gone right in the trash. <laughs> right in the trash. Uh, I mean, Caden said it best. Caden earlier today about, uh, how long ago was that? Eight hours ago in the Discord said, the worst thing is that I'm always very proud of myself after making puns. While everybody around me rise in mental pain. Yes, Caden, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. It's pretty much how it rolls. Okay. I, uh, I, I thought I had some good ones. Yeah, I'm sure you did. That's great. <sighs> All right, enough. Anyway, those are the goings on, on the Discord server. Also, don't oof spam. You can spam anything else. No oof spamming. What's wrong with oof? I don't know. Like, General has gotten insane before with crazy amounts of spam and gift spam and everything else, but oof spam just bothers me in a way that nothing else does. I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's not logical. All right. Uh, yes, but in other news, I will be casting more for Africa coming up. All this right. We have a list of things to talk about. We do. This Saturday coming up, it's mm -hmm. going to be Africa World number 20. I want to say it's 23 before I look it up. Mm. 23. Dang it. 24. It's going to be Trap and Cure and Creator and Sue, which, Ooh, Sue. holy crap, what a lineup. These are some good lineups, man. Sounds like a good list. It certainly does sound like one. So anyway, that's going to be at uh, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is 8 p.m. Eastern time, mm -hmm. October 27th. I'll be there with Laughing Games. I think we get along pretty well. Pretty good co-casting duo. And uh, stop by and say hello and maybe even say something amidst all the Korean chat that will be there. <laughs> yes. Please yes. be the only one talking in English. Yeah. It's very weird because streaming StarCraft Live when nobody's saying anything is really discouraging. If mm -hmm. chat is just dead, you just feel like you're not accomplishing anything at all. Mm -hmm. I can Like, that's every game? Can confirm? Yes, can confirm. But even if I can't understand it, <laughs> it <laughs> feels good. It's like, oh, man, people are here. They're talking about it. They're watching. They're engaged. What are they saying? I don't know. <laughs> they could be saying <laughs> we're the worst casters of all time. But they probably can't understand us either. So no big deal. Mm. Yeah. So what I'm saying is we could use some more English comments. You, yes, you have to sign up for an account to make comments on the stream but you can just link it to your twitter or your facebook if you want it's not a big deal it takes like two seconds i mean that's probably the big barrier it's a freako sure wait what yeah it's a platform that not many people listening to this are familiar with yeah yeah true anyway so that's been going well i hope to continue making that happen i'm getting paid for it which is fantastic and uh mm -hmm. i have a contact with an africa now who i am very gently trying to pry for gsl replays to put on my channel <laughs> Good so luck. um we'll see how that goes Good luck. Yeah, you're not kidding. Mm. Anyway, speaking about the channel, I have seen a very nice spike in daily views over the last, uh, since about July or so. I was looking at my analytics today. Mm. And it's all Brood War, you guys. It is all Brood War. When I started casting this stuff earlier in 2018, it was just I liked the StarCraft Brood War and it was nostalgic for me and I enjoyed casting it. It wasn't something where I was like, there's this undes underserved population of Brood War fans who speak English on YouTube, this is going to be huge. Uh, no, it was entirely accidental. So apparently that's what it's turned into, though. And 
It's been nice. So I've upped that to three days a week. I haven't cut any StarCraft II casts. I still have as many as I was doing previously, which is six. Nope. Five, I'm, which is five a week. If you're going to do three days of Brutal, I think you should do four days of StarCraft 2. So you want me to cut back one of the StarCraft 2 casts? Yeah. You, if you're doing eight videos a week, that's one too many. Oh, interesting. Were you around when I was doing two casts every single day? I was. Was that a good time? I, there was a lot to watch. Yeah. And some days I was like, there's a new video out. I just watched one. <laughs> Literally watched one 35 minutes ago. There's another one already. How? Yeah, it's Ugh. a fair point. And what's funny is when I made the decision to drop it back down to one a day, I didn't take any hit on my daily views at all. It was just like <laughs> people were picking and choosing what to watch. They were watching about half of them anyway. And mm. nothing changed as far as how many videos got clicked on when I went to one a day. So, Okay, so this is something you can look at pretty easy. Does the day that has both brood war and the starcraft 2 does the starcraft 2 get less than average views than the rest of the days i don't know i just started like a week ago i don't have much oh. data there yeah i'll ask this question again in three more weeks sure and i mean everything depends on the names involved too if there's bisu flash or jadong involved then it gets big numbers right but if it's a brood war cast with a lesser known pro player then you know, it probably doesn't hurt the starcraft numbers at all for that day okay yeah generally how that works anyway yeah so yeah, so bottom line, anybody who's listening to this and saying, we're going to get abandoned. The StarCraft II fans are going to get abandoned by uh, Falcon, just like they got abandoned by Husky and HD and everybody else. But no, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere for you guys. Things might change a little bit, but I'm not just going to bail and then delete my channel like Husky and make everyone sad. Promise. Still has it coming soon, banner. Does he? Jeez, a doof. He's been on Twitter a lot recently telling everyone to follow his new Twitter handle, which is just Husky. Ugh. Yeah, it's I not like good. That. Mm-mm, real, real bad. So I don't know. He's gone, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Which is okay, because if he comes back, he'll steal some of my views. Uh, mm. Actually, oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I really wonder how much that would affect my StarCraft 2 numbers if he came back and started casting again. I don't know. Because, I mean, it's not like my view numbers are anything compared to what he was getting in his prime. Mm. So there might just be a lot of people who just don't watch StarCraft anymore because Husky's gone. And in which case, eh, doesn't hurt me at all if those guys come back, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think probably most of it is. Maybe it's about time you released a StarCraft 2 song. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe. Do, do you know anyone with any kind of musical aspirations at all? Um, yes. Maybe someone you could lead on for support <laughs> in that matter. Maybe. What are you trying to say? I don't know. Commissioner. Hmm. Did you say commissioner? Yeah, commission her. Oh, her. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. Think about She's it. She's not interested. I, I don't know. I mean, Never she, talked about she it. doesn't like the game, so, you know. Correct. She probably wouldn't be too excited to have that project. It's an obstacle. Because, yeah, as we've said before, the most viewed videos on Husky's channel by far are the music videos. Well, the most viewed videos on YouTube in general are the music videos. Correct. Right? Music videos are literally the, are the only kind of uh, videos YouTube actually wants on its platform. It just puts oh. up with every other category. <laughs> That's not true. PewDiePie gets crazy numbers and does not make music videos. PewDiePie gets crazy numbers and isn't even on the preferred creators list that get paid more than everyone else. Yeah, because he had that whole white supremacist thing joke a while ago. Right. Yeah. And it's not because he's not a music video channel. I mean, no. Okay. But if he, if he was in that kind of range of people who can make music videos, I think he'd be back. That's why Logan Paul is back. Because he makes music videos at sometimes. He does? That's horrible. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Right. But, I mean, okay. So the reason why YouTube loves music videos more than anything else is they're infinitely replayable. Correct. Right? Because yep. people, people listen to the crap out of music. The most watched video in YouTube history is Gangnam Style. No, it's not. But... It isn't? It was at one point. It, no. It was at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at one point. It's what no is it now? Uh, I'd have to look it up. What? You're so sure it's not Gangnam Style, though. Because I know, like, I've seen a video that's like, here's the list. It's Despacito at the moment. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> uh, it's a meme. does that have? I didn't even realize it was by Justin Bieber. I didn't either. What? Yeah. Huh. Well, hold on. This list, according to Influence... <sighs> I don't know if this is right. Because it's like, it's got a quarter of a billion views. I'm like, doesn't Gangnam Style have like two billion? Yeah, I thought so. Your information mm. is questionable. Let's have a look. Uh, oh, Hold on. <laughs> Maybe that one's not the right Despacito. Because there's a... This, 
Wikipedia actually has a page on most of you, uh, YouTube videos. Despacito by uh, Louis Fonsi featuring Daddy Yankee has 5.6 billion views. Oh my gosh. That's almost as many people on Earth. <laughs> I know. Uh, Gangnam Style comes in at uh, number six with only 3.2 billion views. Only 3.2 billion. That's all. Only 3.2. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's fantastic. All right. So yeah, music videos by far the most lucrative and most rewatchable things that YouTube can offer. Yes. That is that is why they love it. That is why T-Series has shot up magically through YouTube's subscription, like who's number one and ousted the PewDiePie. I still say that's bots. There's no way that's legit. No, it's... it's Okay, so... Do you, like, how much time do we have? Um, 10 minutes. It's maybe. not bots. Okay, yeah, about 10 minutes. Okay. It's not bots. Hmm. YouTube is... Okay, so internet saturation in America is at like 95%. There's basically no one left to connect, right? Mm -hmm. So YouTube cannot grow its viewer base there by much, right? You can get more people using it for more hours. Also, I actually got a notification just the other day. YouTube uh, now gives you stats on your watch time on the YouTube mobile app. I have seen it offer that. They're like, do you want to see your watch time? And I'm like, no, no, I do not. Thank you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to look at it either. I'm sure it's horrific. Mm -hmm. It's like hitting played on. Wow. Who wants to do that? Uh, okay. So back to YouTube. Um, the market that they're currently trying to break into is India, right? Which yes. has a market saturation of about 30%. Correct. So there's a huge potential for growth. There's a right? billion people there. Mm -hmm. And YouTube, I think it was a couple of years ago, started opening workshops in India. And it's like, why would you put it there? YouTube's not that big there. And that's why they want to foster YouTube channels in like... They want Indian YouTube channels on YouTube, obviously, to, to grow their viewer base there. Second thing they started doing was magically boosting T-Series' sub numbers to show that not only do Indians make quality YouTube content, right? They, they dominate. They're the most subscribed channel. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you all you Indian people should start watching. Yeah, super fake. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not bots, but it's artificial nonetheless. It, it's not artificial in the strictest sense that those sub numbers aren't real people. Okay. Um, you, YouTube has done behind-the-scenes math when a creator comes to their platform legitimately. What they do is they scour people's actual accounts and then change who they're sub to from the like unofficial Taylor Swift to the real Taylor Swift with, is it Social Blade? The place that lets you like track your uh, sub numbers and stuff like, yeah, yeah, it's Social Blade. Okay. You can actually see on some people's YouTube channels spikes where they gained 7 million overnight. It's because they're rounding up subscribers to unofficial channels to the new real one. Hmm. Okay. I get that. All right. I mean, that is why T Series is now dominating because yes. they make professional content, right? They're not, they're a production company. They're making studio quality product music videos that are infinitely rewatchable and in the end in the market they're trying to break into the most yes it is not people in their bedrooms playing skyrim no right no right right no well it's gonna be interesting to watch what's the next market after india i, I bet they'd love to get china but i bet they can't get china i bet that's too hard i bet that's probably a little too hard yeah too walled off a little bit digitally yeah yeah i'm gonna send you a link in the most obvious news of the day category uh, bethesda is about to release its open beta and warns fallout 76 <laughs> fans to expect spectacular bugs and issues yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really yes who doesn't know this who's picking up fallout 76 and thinks this will be a polished finished product this is basically going to be a blizzard game beta it'll be a wonderful experience no, it's a Bethesda game. Bethesda games on <laughs> launch day are buggy and horrible. Yeah, water okay. is wet. Yes, that's what I'm saying here. Exactly. It just makes me laugh. They felt the need to release a freaking letter about this. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they made a joke about it at E3 being like, we've heard some of our games are buggy. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, would you fix them? <laughs> wow. Oh, it, that, gosh. It's stupid. It's very silly. Indeed. And as I've said before, I've heard rumors that Fallout 76 beta, the people who play the beta will be allowed to keep their gains and their levels and their gear and carry it mm -hmm. over into the launch, into the actual released game that people pay for. Yep. And uh, that is as game-breaky as you can possibly get. Like, that is the worst idea I think I've ever heard for a 
totally multiplayer game. Y- yeah, I mean, they're totally multiplayer. There are things to do by yourself if you wanted to. I know, but you're going to get ganked. Like, <laughs> you can't run around not being flagged for PvP, can you? I, uh, Technically, no, but you scale in power, right? So you have levels, like a traditional Fallout shooter game. Uh, I, I call Fallout shooters now, not RPGs after mm-hmm. Fallout 4. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you scale when you fight like i was watching because there was a bunch of uh youtubers and stuff that got flown out to do a like a you get three how three hours hands-on and you can record footage and stuff okay and Mm -hmm. uh they actually got flown out to like the congress building or something in west virginia where you can apparently go in fallout that's exciting all right yeah yeah they basically were showing off that you can out level and spec into whatever you want but combat is more a hindrance to the initiator in pvp right because it's like you could kill them but you can't just loot everything that's on their body because yeah because it's a because it's what they it's because game mechanics because that's what they (laughs) wanted it for some reason because they didn't want it to be exactly like fallout where you like all the npcs like all the enemy like the ghouls and the death claws whatever you can take the normal stuff that they'll have on their body but you can't straight up murder another player and just take everything they've got okay fair enough the decision yeah yep yeah and apparently it like matt flags you as like a bounty or as like a you know a bad guy for a while and puts you on the map or something yeah and then other players then get rewarded for killing you so it's like we want to have it a, a, an open world fallout shared world game you know that's true to fallout except we don't want you to have any kind of freedom in who you fight correct like thanks for that guys bethesda you're the yeah. best yeah no. yeah i don't know it's just ugh, makes me sad a lot of people mm. really love fallout 3 vegas and otherwise and just to see this kind of stuff is just like me what's even more annoying is they're like it's gonna have spectacular bugs and issues it's the same engine as fallout 4 Yep. How how have you not learned how to work with this system? Uh, fantastic question. Don't know because they don't bother. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking for the obviously right answers. I knew that one was that. I mean, it's not that they don't know how. It's just that they don't want to take the time to do it. If they can get the player base to play test for them and report all the bugs, then why pay QA? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think that's beneficial to both people who want to play it early. Who, you know, in this instance might get to play it for free and then be like, this is going to be shit and not (laughs) buy it, right? I I think letting community people play beta games is okay in a lot of circumstances. Uh But when the game comes out, it's going to still be buggy. It's a Bethesda release. Exactly. And it's one thing to say, here's our beta, come find the problems with it, versus here's our beta, there are huge problems with it. We know Mm. about them. You're going to find them. They're going to be game-breaky. Have fun. Like, that's stupid. I mean... This is the first Fallout game that's had a beta, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I I mean, maybe warning people then is maybe a little okay. Because uh, when you, like, because it's a beta, they know that there's going to be bugs because they haven't hit that point where they're like, all right, let's put on the final layer of polish yet. Yeah. I mean, we laugh because it's Bethesda. We know there's going to be bugs when it comes out, right? But they've never had a beta before where, like, they need to, um, people to play it to understand that there should be bugs still at this point right it's a bethesda product where there should be bugs instead of there shouldn't be bugs and that's important that is a differentiation for sure i don't know so maybe it helps maybe the launch product is better because of this i don't know i mean i think if it's a fun product there'll be more hype that's that's the that's the launch benefit they're looking for yeah i don't think i don't think they're actually going to be doing like majorly using people to for qa on this instance I don't think that's going to be their primary thing. Okay, we'll see. It, it, I mean, if if it goes open beta, and I'll, I'll have a look, and I'll let you know if there's even a report bug feature. Okay, because I'm not. Because if it. there isn't, then let's let's be honest. They're not using them for QA then. <laughs> yes. Yep. Very true. I can't. Why would there be a beta where that's not? Uh, all right. Cool. Cool. All right. Is it NFL minute time? I kind of feel like it is. Um, do you want to do the other things on your list, Phil? Uh, is there anything you really wanted to get to? I, why you care about Funimation leaving Crunchyroll? Oh, you don't hear about that? Nope. Oh, oh, I actually didn't, didn't realize that was probably a regional thing. Uh, yeah, so Funimation officially announced they're going to be leaving Crunchyroll. Okay. 
Uh, Crunchyroll is the main way that Americans like me get access to Funimation titles such as My Hero Academia. Oh, hold on, let me stop you right there. You know Funimation has a website where you can stream all this stuff for free anyway. I don't know if I can in the US is the problem. Maybe mm. they do now because they left Crunchyroll. <laughs> That's how I've been watching My Hero Academia. That's how I got caught up. It's where I've been watching my anime now. Hmm. Maybe this isn't a big deal after all. Let's see. So I can get their complete library of anime shows and movies ad-free anytime, anywhere for $6 a month. Or apparently it's just a broadcast schedule like everything else. Uh, yeah. I mean, some stuff's at, like premium members only. And that's usually like two episodes, like the two most recent episodes. Because I was free for a while catching up on My Hero Academia. But I'm like, these ads are killing me. Right. Give me the, give me the free trial. So looks like you can still watch stuff. Okay. Well, cool. I will check out Funimation. Maybe this is nothing to worry about after all. Especially if you were using Crunchyroll just because of, like, Funimation shows. That was entirely it, yes. Like, Assassination Classroom, Attack on Titan, and My Hero Academia. All Funimation, right? Good, good. Actually, what I'm seeing here is a free trial, but then everything else after that apparently is six bucks a month. So there is no free yeah, option. Uh, try try going to a show and just see if it'll play, because there is a free option for me. Without being logged in? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I was, it will just stop playing you ads. Yeah, let's go My Hero Academia. Let's go... Wait, I clicked on it already. Click, click again. Oh, the site's not brilliant. <laughs> Don't get no. me wrong. No. It's not a, it's not a well-functioning site. Like, ah. I just clicked on My Hero Academia, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, that show doesn't exist. I'm like, you mean that show doesn't exist? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? So I get an ad, which is a good sign. I get a warning that this website uses cookies, which is standard these days. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if this will play after the ad. It'd be funny if it played the ad and then was like, nope. <laughs> Thanks for the ad revenue, sucker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, look at that. It does play with ads without logging in. So what the crap? I guess the trial is for, like, everything all the time. No ads. Yeah. No ads. Fair enough. It's a one-month free trial. Standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, I'll have to use this for Attack on Titan then because I've been tending to watch it, but just haven't gotten around to starting the season, mm. which I really should do. It's just one person told me that there's a lot of talking and not so much Titan fighting in this season, and it's made me feel like, meh. I don't know. It's one person's opinion. You really do only like shows if there's fighting. I mean, that is not entirely only... why I've, like, I, I've narrowed the shows that I would recommend to you by... What percentage of, like, just action is this? <laughs> wow. Fair enough. I mean, look, man. I did uh, Castle Rock. I'll have you know there was no fighting in Castle Rock at all. Nobody fought anybody at any time. Yeah, but I mean, that's not anime. It's not. Oh, you're saying I need fighting in anime. Maybe. Yeah. I don't watch a whole ton of anime. I started with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and I've kind of branched out from there. I guess everything I've watched has been fight. fairly fighty. I yeah. mean, okay, so I think action is probably the safest harbor from Echi and all that other junk mm -hmm. yes well didn't you just have a tweet about like i was watching this thing and then yep. oh boy homosexuality <laughs> no okay so the full tweet is i was watching an anime and then in the anime they were watching an anime that was homoerotic anime <laughs> inception that's fantastic that's hilarious and one of the men in the like homoerotic anime had all might's english voice actor <laughs> Yes. Oh, I forgot that crucial concept. Yes, that was part of it. That made me laugh <laughs> that really was hard. So weird. <laughs> so yeah, I watched the ones that are actiony and don't have that random stuff showing up at all either. So hmm. Mm, hmm. yeah, yeah. I would not recommend that anime. No, good call. It's nice of you to go through all the anime in the world and tell me which ones I should not watch. It's very nice. Mm, it's I'll a be good your service. curator. I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind. No, I appreciate that. I do. Do you, I mean, I was going to ask, do you keep a My Anime List account, but like, you, you just Lol. use your fingers. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. So I will watch all of my anime on Funimation.com, which is a wonderful site, apparently. And uh, no crisis averted, thanks to Somicron, as always. Woo. Woo. Anything else? I mean, did you have something to say about your kids? <laughs> yeah, I can save it for next week. It's fine. Okay. NFL Minute or is NF it NBA time yet? Uh, it's both actually. It's that magical time of year where all four sports are doing stuff at the same time. Baseball, hockey, football, and basketball. It's amazing. It's the greatest thing on earth. Do you want a little bit extra, like a minute 15? Uh, nobody cares about the NBA right now. They really don't. 
NFL is happening. We'll do NFL minute. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's go. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are still beating up on everybody. Scored 45 on the Bengals this week, beating them 45 to 10. The Bengals offense looked very, very sad because Kansas City's defense is really nothing to write home about. The Giants got beat by the Falcons on Monday night football, looking horrible in the process. 20 points. Eli Manning needs to go. The Niners got crushed by the Rams. The Rams and the Chiefs, man, looking like the cream of the crop of the NFL these days. Jaguars put up seven points on the Texans. Blake Bortles is falling apart after last year's fairly magical season. The Bucks beat the Browns. The Browns lost in overtime. Just really struggling to win in close games here. They have talent. They just can't close it, which usually speaks to coaching. The Broncos beat the Cardinals 45-10. No big deal there because the Cardinals suck. The Patriots killed the Bears 38 to 31. Okay, didn't kill it. The Bears had a chance at the end of the game, but their quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, could not get the ball into the end zone for the Hail Mary attempt. Very embarrassing stuff. The Jets suck. The Titans are bad too. The Colts beat up on the Bills. No big surprise either. And yeah, just a lot of mediocrity, a lot of parody in the league, but it is so, looking like Kansas City and the Rams as the two best teams in the league going forward. All right. Close. All right, all right, all right. You yeah. know what's, what's stupid is I have Audacity open on this other monitor and it has like seconds ticking Numbers. by yeah, yeah. uh-huh yep anyway i guess i can use that <laughs> uh-huh i'll start doing that from now on i uh, sure. sure i mean the minute's more like guidelines sure exactly it's a pirate code hmm. speaking of pirate code uh jeffrey rush actually turned up in australian court today holy what what happened uh he's suing one of the newspapers uh for defamation what did they say basically that he's like harvey weinstein oh wow okay serious business then yeah uh, he, he he submitted that his annual income went from 1.4 million dollars per annum to forty-four thousand after the lawsuit after the report the allegations yeah he was only making that much money for the pirates of the caribbean movies no way i mean no way he was making a million dollars per year uh, over sure. how many years Okay, so right. it's every couple of years during that time. He wasn't making five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I, I don't think. Okay, when did the last parts of the Caribbean movie come out? Because I think it was trash. Last week. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't I don't surprise know. Surprise me. I stopped paying attention, honestly. Film series. Uh, no, no, no. 2017. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay, maybe I misremembered. Maybe it was fourteen million. Whoa. Okay, that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> God damn it. Huh? Fucking <laughs> good. I googled Jeffrey Rush Court, right? Yeah. It auto-completes it to Geography Court. <laughs> Thanks, Google. You're the best. Yeah. It says only Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush have reprised their roles in every film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom did not return for the fourth film and had cameo appearances in the fifth one. Yeah. So Rush has been here through the whole darn thing. And these have made a lot of money. They are huge in China. Which, again, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, is all that really matters for movies these days. Are you big in China? Good. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of it. Said he had not wor- worked at all since the articles were published and has made around $45,000 since the end of last year. Prior, he was making millions. Okay, so this one doesn't say how much he was strictly making before, but I did hear that it was... Uh, but basically, he's saying he hasn't gotten a role since the reports came out, which would be after the movie, the okay. Pirates movie. That's fair. That is fair. Which I, I don't mind. He's suing uh rupert murdoch's rupert murdoch uh, murdoch has media outlets in australia rupert murdoch owns 40 percent of all media outlets in australia wow i did not know that today i learned yeah he's kind of a dick yeah well i mean obviously he's a dick here too i just didn't realize his influence extended to other countries yeah huh well i mean he's australian is he he's australian born yeah I'm learning so much today. How does no one ever mention that when they're talking about him? I don't know. Oh, he naturalized as an American citizen in 1985. Fair enough. So uh, he's effectively okay. been American my entire life and yours too. Mm. All right. Fair enough. That explains it. Mm. His children's name are Prudence, Elizabeth, Lachlan, and James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fairly yep. Australian. All right. So I guess that, that ends the podcast, learning that Rupert Murdoch is Australian born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can blame him for all of the evils in the world today. Thanks, Australia. Clearly. Mm-hmm. No worries. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's wrap it up. That's going to be it from us. This has been Falcon and Summicron with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for being here. Be sure to check out the merch. Check out the Patreon page as well. If you feel like supporting the podcast monetarily, it does help us have the motivation to continue keeping on with the weekly podcasts. Um, As always, if you have suggestions, send them on in. Send them in to falconpaladin at gmail.com with podcast suggestions. (gasps) I just remembered Summicron. Somebody sent me a story, a ladder story. 
<gasps> we have to do it. We almost got to the end of the podcast without doing that. You're going to have to do some creative editing. That's fine. Okay, good. I'll put it right here. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> All right. So I got this uh, from one. I'm not going to say his name because we didn't talk about this, but what he said was, um, here we go. I opened up Banshee versus Zerg. I'm going to assume this is like, I don't know, anywhere from gold to diamond because that's where everybody lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so he opened up Banshee. He got super rushed with Lings. They destroyed every SEV in his mineral line, but then the Banshee traded out, killing all of the drones for the other player. Then you both had proxy bases, and the game managed to somehow get into late game from there. He went Mass Broodlord. I went Mass Thor. And then 50 Lings showed up and wrecked my Thors, and I end and ended that and rage quitted. And right before I left, he said, bye-bye. Hmm. That's the story. That's, that is how mad this player has gotten playing ladder on starcraft fair enough pro tip don't go mass thor without having something to deal with the lings that are going to show up yeah yeah uh, every time i try to deal with thors for my terran opponent and i go lings they have like 10 hellbats sitting there and then my lings just die right right yeah so that's yeah. that's how mech works don't make one of one unit got to make a bunch of different types i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i i heard open up banshee and i got pulled back into the memory of a game i played where i opened <gasps> up uh two port proxy banshee against zerg uh-huh. and uh i kind of like swoop in with like i i like held back until i had two banshees and third one nearly done and i swept in and kind of wrecked the main and mineral lines yes. like no more zerg drones and they just called me a effing asshole and left <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right i believe yeah yeah, yeah. kind of what you expect yeah 100 percent banshees man good unit See more of those these in TVZ recently at the pro level anyway. Mm. It's been good. Cloak Banshee especially. All right, that's your story. Again, thanks for listening to the pod. Uh, Until next time, as always, appreciate it. You take care of yourself.